Welcome to True To You Radio, your home for wealth, wisdom, wonder, and welcoming. TrueToYouRadio.com Thanks for listening. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we explore and learn what it means to live from your heart, not your head. And for those of you not quite familiar with heart dancing, it's a process of unlearning the world's messages and remembering your authentic self. When you start listening to the world's definition of happiness and success, at some point you may realize that you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be satisfied. There's always going to be something more to strive for or obtain. Heart dancing is a different way of looking at your world and looking at yourself. It's a way to return to your soul, the source of unconditional love. And the heart dancing mantra is, let love lead. And you'll understand more about that as you join me in the dance. Love knows the way. You just have to follow. Heart dancing. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we explore what it means to live authentically, create deliberately, and dance with life. I'm your host, Katherine Erickson, and we are going to have a great time today. I have such a special guest. She is a holistic healer, 30 years experience in the, in the healing field, both as a life coach and an international teacher. Her name is Sue Mays, and she has dedicated her life to helping others achieve their full potential on their physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual levels. As well as being a medical intuitive, she's just received her master's in metaphysical science. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, Sue. Thank you. Yes. Nice to be here. Yes, thank you so much. This is going to be interesting. I've never had anyone on with your credentials. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So can you tell us what a master's in metaphysical, metaphysical science is? Well, metaphysical science is the study of investigating inner consciousness from a holistic perspective. And it helps you to search for truth within your human heart, your mind, and your soul. And so it includes things like positive thinking, extrasensory perception, self-help studies, yoga, journaling, Anything that increases your faith and your dedication to really wanting to know the deeper part of yourself. Oh, that is fascinating. I had no idea you could get a master's in that field. <laughs> I, I, seriously, I had no idea. It's wonderful. It was, it was a lot of work, but it was great fun, too, because it really made me open up myself even further. Yeah, so um, what, can you give us just an example of the kinds of things you had to do in order to earn that uh, degree? Well, you had to do um, lots of readings and you had to do uh, tests that you, they, it comes with workbooks and tests that you have to get done. And then you have to submit a thesis that you're mentored on. So, okay, right. And can, what was, do you mind sharing what the topic of your thesis was? My topic was faith. And I can tell you it wasn't a topic I chose willingly. <laughs> it was 
uh, guided through my guidance, kept telling me that's what I had to do it on. And um, it really pushed me to investigate what others felt about faith, how, you know, how, what they related it to. Some people related it only to religion. Some people related it to God. Some people related it to energy. Some, everybody had a different basic understanding of what they were relating it to. And mine was to put it all together and say how to build faith. Uh, things that people could do to build their faith and understand that it didn't have to have religious connotation. It was that faith in the deeper part of ourselves that had connection to the divine source. Oh, I love that. You're, you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of your thesis, did you also offer practical um, advice or techniques yes. in order for people to develop and strengthen their own faith? Yes, we, we did that. That was part of mine. Um, so I talked about um, positive thinking and how to get your monkey brain to be quiet. Yes. <laughs> Everybody has that reptilian back brain that likes to come out and just chatter way too much and people get stuck in the negativity. So how to get out of that? Well, let me stop you right there. Quick tip for our audience. Heart dancers are all about, uh, you know, getting out of their mind and into their heart. But sometimes it's difficult. Day-to-day -day life, you know, things come up, you're in traffic, somebody upsets you. So what would you give? What advice would you give? I would ask them to really go back to what would my heart do in this situation? Ah. It's when your heart energy is turned on, the brain will be quiet. I love that because the heart energy is what's real. It's the it's the um, authenticity. Right. It's and it develops way in utero before your brain. Mm. Way it's it's there immediately compared to the brain, which starts to develop later. So it's it's got the power. It's the spark of who we are. Okay. Ooh, I love that. Well, you know, the mantra for heart dancers is let love lead. Yes. Yes. And I do say that to myself as I go throughout the day. If I, you know, if I feel that tension or stress or I'm kind of, you know, caught in a vortex of the monkey mind. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, the monkey mind really wants to be busy. So I always tell my clients, if, you, if your brain is acting up, give it something to do because it, as long as it's busy, it'll leave you alone. So give it something that you can go into a neutral state about. So you can ask, I wonder how many screws it took to put in the, this whole building to build this, you know, all these walls and that. That gets your brain working. So it gets something to do. And it leaves you alone because you're really not interested, at least unless you're a carpenter or a builder. Right. You're not really interested in that. So the brain will be busy enough to allow you just to be on the inside. Ooh, that is such a great tip. Well, something else I've discovered is this um, adult coloring books mm -hmm. and the Zen drawing. I don't know if you've done that or yes. not. Yes. I've seen that. Yes. And every time I go in Barnes and Noble, they have a new one, which I just have to, I end up buying. I've got a whole collection now, but there's this one called Zen Doodling, yes. which is so much fun. But I find myself, it's almost like a meditation. I find myself, you know, the, my left brain, monkey brain is involved in being sure the lines are right. And then, you know, my right brain, I come up with all kinds of great ideas. Right. Because it's relaxed. 
Yes. The brain is relaxed. That's when it can get new information. Because when your monkey brain is running, what happens inside of you is you may get so judgmental of yourself or others that you actually can put yourself into fight or flight by raising your own cortisol. When you do that, then the serotonin in the brain goes down and that's the neurotransmitter in the brain that allows us to feel joy and at peace. And so that cortisol raising all the time will really deter you from reaching your goal of just relax, allow yourself to be, and to get into that actual state of being. Mm. Okay, so the key is to recognize when you're too much in your monkey mind. Is that what yes. you would suggest? Yes. Yeah. You really want to know when you're so stressed that it's time to stop. And, you know, what I found over the years with clients is after, you know, working all day, most females for sure don't stop. We just have so many things to do that we don't take the time to say, wait a minute, I've already put in a 12-hour day. Now I'm going to give myself these next three hours that I have before I have to shut my eyes to sleep and start again to really be in my own space. And yes, you're going to get behind in some things. Your wash may not be done. Your dishes may not be done. But I always tell people, you know, is that really important? And how I judge important is if, if I was to die today and it had to be done tomorrow, then it's not important because my, somebody's going to have to go through my clothes and wash my clothes or throw them out. Someone's going to have to still clean my house. But I, no one else can go out to lunch with you today. Mm. That's important. Building relationships. Understanding that we're part of the whole. Understanding that we need to take time to feed our soul. That is the most important time of your day. Yes. And I have discovered on my own journey that it's, it, it's a relationship to myself, and I'm using the word myself in a bigger meaning, as being the physical expression of the divine. Yes. And, and you need to recognize that. Right. So it's knowing and understanding and appreciating that you're here in the physical being uh, world as be, having a relationship to external, but it's the internal relationship that drives everything. That's absolutely true, but most people take time to learn that, and sometimes they have to actually have a trauma in their life to allow themselves to get there. Right, right. And, you know, um, it's, it's all lessons, everything that happens, but the more you become aware and conscious of this place, this, this stillness inside you. I mean, that's where life truly begins, isn't it? Exactly. It yeah. truly is. But, you know, you've got to train yourself to get there. Well, and society and culture certainly doesn't train you, do, does it? Not yet. <laughs> I'm still hopeful. I know. And, and as more people like you go out in the world and help more people, the ripple effect will, uh, yeah, hopefully capture uh, people. But what are you doing to help people? Are you a private coach? Do you hold retreats? What, what do you I, do? I do both. I, I, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching for people on a day-to-day -day basis. And then on uh, weekends or week-long seminars, I teach uh, internationally or, you know, in Toronto, in our local area. Um, and it, it's I, like my next upcoming course is called Soul Enhancement. So it's five days of developing the soul. Mm. So things to do to actually physically do to get you to recognize 
that bigger part of yourself. So give me an example. So we'll be teaching um, all the chakras and how to balance the chakras, how to uh, find out whether you're able to hold your own in energy so that if there's any negative energy interference that you can start to recognize that. Because sometimes people hook up to your energy. I call them the hookups. They come in and they, they're not uh, surviving or having enough energy for themselves. So they just come in and hook up to you and then they basically take your energy away. So how to recognize signs and symptoms of that and then how to break that habit of letting other people connect and uh, let go of it. And I also teach little kids. I have a lot of little children in my practice, like, you know, between five and 10. And I teach them very young how to uh, protect themselves energetically. I teach them about um, like a hamster ball. I teach them how to put themselves in a hamster ball so they can see through it and they can hear through it, but nobody can touch their feelings through it so that they get stronger and learn at a young age that their feelings are very important and they have to learn to honor them. Ooh, I love that. And, uh, you know, kudos to you for, you know, filling that need and also to the parents for recognizing that they want their children to learn that way. Isn't that a wonderful thing when you have parents that are open and willing to help? Yes, because I have met so many people that have described their childhoods as very painful because they were so highly attuned to energy, but no one else understood. And so that had to just be shut down. Exactly. I've had lots of children that have come into my practice that the parents say, I don't know what's wrong, but they're not okay. And it only happens at night or it only happens at this certain time. And when I get the child alone, I just quickly say, so what are you seeing at night? Are you seeing anything in your room? And children see spirits, they see energy. And so they can very quickly tell me and you know, sometimes no one's asked them that question or even what the energy looks like. And because they haven't shut it totally down, they're, they, they're still seeing it and they don't understand when a parent doesn't say, well, did, was somebody in your room, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So children can actually recognize that. And it's like being able to talk to somebody that's an adult that says it's okay, that you can talk to them if you want or you can ask them to go, you know? Well, and what you're doing is validating their experience. Right. And it's so important because then they don't go into that self-judgment of maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm losing it, what's wrong with me? Nobody else talks about this. But there's so many young people that have had an experience like that, and it's just not been recognized. And yet if you ask a young child under five, what color is it around someone, they will automatically describe the aura of someone for you just like naturally, like, well, of course it's blue. Don't you see that? Right, right. <laughs> so I it's, love that. As, we, as we mature, we decide we have to fit in and we have to put some of those things away. And we put away that deeper part of ourselves until we grow up and get to a point where we say, I want to rediscover that and really connect with that. Mm. And that's what you help people do. Yes, it is. Um, What type of clients do you normally work with? Is there any kind of, you know, uh, avatar, if I can use that word? Well, mostly adults and children come when they're first uh, having stress. There's stress in their life or 
children with learning difficulties where they're having trouble within the school system trying to fit in when they might be more right-brained than left-brained. Mm -hmm. And so they're more connected to their feelings. And lots of people come in for uh, personal growth. And people that are, you know, 30 years ago, energy work wasn't even talked about. And now it's people coming in and they say, do you do energy work? Can you help me? Uh. So <laughs> it's, it's changed. The, the profile has changed over the years because of that, because of the awareness on a global level that there is energy and we can't pretend it doesn't exist anymore. Um, in 30 years ago, Curlian photography was just coming out, you know, and you mm -hmm. couldn't, it's, it's, a, it's really evolved and it's been fun to be on the leading edge of that for all these years. Yes, I can see that. And you're very passionate about it. That comes through. <laughs> yeah. Do you also help people online, you know, or do they have to be in the Toronto area? No, they online, I do Skype and um, I do phone consultations with people. And I also do something called quantum healing charts. So if someone has a specific issue that they're looking to get rid of all their blockages, they can send me their information and I can go into their energy and find out what it is and give them all the information to help them clear and, and show them how to clear the energy. And how do you do that? Do you do that from their questionnaire and then you're able to go into their energy field? Yes. When they give, when they call and they're looking for the information, they're giving me their name and their birth date and I give them a time that I'm going to do the work. So I ask them to, you know, relax and not be, out shopping at the time uh -huh. so connect and uh, then just find out what their energy is needing in order to get back to a, a balanced state mm. and do they does that normally work all the time <laughs> I'm all the time right are absolutely amazed after their first one they go how did you know all that and it's like it's just what I do now that's amazing. Is that similar to retuning under Reiki? Um, yes, something like that. And, you know, I'm a trained medical intuitive, so I can just go into the energy field and find out if it's the blockages on the spiritual level, on the mental level, on the emotional level, or on the physical. Because, as you know, our energy comes in at a much higher frequency than we are. And it has to be down-regulated. So it kind of hits that outer part of our aura at the spiritual body level. And then it's got to get down-regulated again into that mental body where we can think and do our beliefs and our habits. And then it has to be down-regulated into our emotional part. And then our emotional part sends it into our etheric part, which is the part that holds all our chakras. And that leads the energy back to our physical body. So in order to do a healing, if I'm only working on the physical, I'm not really going to change it enough to last and to really make a long life change. But when you start on all the spiritual level and move down, then the body can hold it and know that it's got all that information at such a deep level that it'll be healed. Mm, I love that. So how do you see, what do you see as the purpose of the body? Oh, joy and love. Nothing more, just joy and love. We've spent too much time doing and not enough time just enjoying. And not enough time just being. Yes, it's really important. Yeah. You know, um, this body is a wonderful vehicle for us to have a physical experience on this planet at this time. 
And experiencing joy is the greatest part of that. And you've got to connect with, you know, does this bring me joy? And if it doesn't, it's like, I know people will come in and say, you know, but I got to go to work and I got to make money. And I go, I know you do. And I'm not asking you to stop that, but I'm asking you to give yourself an hour at least every day that you can just be in yourself and figure out, you know, what things do make you happy. And do you, do you do those on a daily list? One of the things that I give my clients is a, tell them, make a list of things that make you happy. When you're the happiest you can be, make a list. Put it on your kitchen cupboard, tape it on where you go and get your glasses out to drink, get a drink every day. And look at that list and make sure you're doing that list. Mm. Don't that list till the end of the day. Put at least one or two in at the beginning of your day. I love that. And something else someone could do once they've made their list and know and they know what makes them brings happiness or joy, they could also set reminders on their phone. So at the top yes. of every hour, it's a new reminder. Exactly. We, and we do need reminders in this busy life we lead to relax and breathe and take time. And the breathing is very important. If, if I could say there's one thing that I see consistently in clients that I see in my office is it can take 10 weeks for people to get out of that fight or flight reflex rather than staying in that, going into that relaxation part where your brain is choosing how to respond rather than in that reaction stage. And that's a long time, 10 weeks for somebody to, you know, just not think that their body's holding that for so long well and people live in that state for years because i know i did yep and, and that's, it's, yeah. it didn't feel good right no <laughs> and it, you know you get to the point where it's like there has to be a better way i mean that's what happened to me i just there had to be a better way i'm tired of this what is it so then you start exploring and opening your mind up to, to different possibilities and that's what i said at the beginning a lot of people have some kind of trauma that gets them to the point of rethinking how they want to live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for what you do. I know you just have touched so many lives. What is your takeaway that you would like to leave our audience with? Well, the takeaway is life can be easier and peaceful again, and you can break through those barriers without having to relive any of the pain. That's so important for them to know. Ooh, that's huge because people resist the pain because they're afraid of it. Right. But if, you, in, if you're doing the right work, you don't have to relive the pain. You can just go in and pull that energy out in the spot that it got stuck and keep moving forward. No reliving. Don't, don't do that. It hurts too much. And you truly can achieve inner peace. And I always tell my clients, dream big, set big goals, take action, and live the life you want. Mm, love that. And if more people did that, the world would look differently, wouldn't it? It certainly would. And we wouldn't have to be talking about it. It would just everybody be out being at a certain time of every day. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Well, Sue, thank you so much for being my guest on the Heart Dancing Radio Show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, is there a special place on the internet where people can find you? Sure, they can uh, reach me at my website, and it's www.suemaes.com, or they can email me if they've got any questions from this at suemaes.coach 
at gmail.com. Okay. So thank you so much. And I know your message is spot on for my audience. So yeah, I'm so glad that we had a chance to talk and I hope you are, you do well in your workshops and your work. And I commend you for pursuing your own uh, journey to the point where you're now giving back and helping others. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. You have been listening to the Heart Dancing Radio Show. And remember, as you go out into your day, to let love lead. When you breathe that in and allow that to move through you, you will always find your authenticity. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we learn to dance with our hearts, not our heads. And remember, you're now part of the tribe. Be sure and tell your friends about the magic that happens here. Uh, Heart Dancing, it's the only way to live.